Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, welcome back to Across the Pond Sports Podcast. I'm Katie Brinkley, and... I probably sound very different than who usually is introducing you to the Across the Pond Sports Podcast. James is out sick this week, so I am steering the ship by myself, and uh, we tried to push off this episode as long as we could, but we got to get the the picks out to you guys for week six, so I am coming at you today for Week six picks and what to expect for this week uh, in the NFL. Hopefully, James will be back on the horse here soon, feeling tip top, and he'll be able to join us for our week six review show. So, all right, let's get on with the pod. So even though James isn't here, I am fortunate enough that he was able to send me his picks for the week, and this way he can continue his streak of beating me week after week with his NFL picks, but hey, it's always a chance for me to come back. (laughs) But he sent his picks in, and I will be doing my best to get you guys all the information from the league and the upcoming games. There's already been some COVID shortage uh, stoppages of football, so we'll get to those and see what exactly is going to be happening for teams that have been affected by COVID. And Le'Veon Bell has a new team, which that happened really fast. I I am surprised um, that he went to – he ended up signing a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, which really surprised me because he's he's going to be in a timeshare now with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, I mean, granted, if he wants to win a Super Bowl, why not? Why not go to the Chiefs? I mean, they're, they're looking pretty good this year. Uh, they did just lose in the last week to the Raiders, but they're looking pretty good this year. And I think that if you want to win a Super Bowl, 
and you only want to sign a one-year deal, why not go to the Chiefs? Uh, you can split time with the rookie and uh, hopefully kind of build up some of that reputation that he once had. I mean, he was one of the best running backs in the league back when he played for the Steelers. And ever since he went to New York, he's just been terrible. Let's be real on it. And unfortunately, you know, for the New York Jets, they ended up paying him $27 million to come in there and be terrible. I think that they probably should have talked with Adam Gase uh, before they signed him because it was obvious that Gase never wanted him there. Uh, so, you know, maybe this is going to be a, a good uh, turnaround for him. Hopefully he's able to start putting up some better numbers and get a better contract next year, longer than a one-term, one-year deal. I really kind of thought that he might go to Miami just because he could be the guy there. In Kansas City, he's going to be sharing time. And if he was in Miami, I think that he would be the guy. And, you know, next year, if they if he decided he wanted to stay in Miami, he would be, you know, taking handoffs from Tua. And there, I'm sure there was going to be a lot of hype around when Tua finally starts playing. And Miami's a fun place. I mean, we all remember when LeBron uh, decided to take his talents to South Beach. And I just think that it probably, he, he trained, you know, Le'Veon Bell trains in Miami in the offseason. So it, it really surprised me that he decided not to go to Miami. Um, but he's with the Chiefs. That's pretty big news. Hope I have him on one of my fantasy teams. So hopefully he starts turning it around and starts putting up some points. But uh, that's kind of the big news for on the, the free agent front. On the COVID side, this this was surprising to me that, sure enough, Falcons have tested positive for COVID. And they've shut down their facility. The, the, the game against the Vikings is still on right now. But, yeah, the, the, the right now things couldn't be worse for the Falcons. You know, they're 0-5. They've lost their head coach. They've lost their GM. And now they're testing positive for COVID. I'm wondering maybe if it's just a chance for them to get some extra time off. No, I, it's it's too bad that these you know people are getting tested positive for for COVID. I hope that nobody else tests positive so that they can keep the game on because again that that COVID shuffle of having to move games around into bye weeks and you know they're going to have to extend the season somewhat soon. The the Pro Bowl was canceled this year. I don't think anybody is going to really miss that because I, the Pro Bowl hasn't been relevant for years now, especially since they took it away from Hawaii. The players don't even want to really play in it uh, when it's when it's not being played in Hawaii. So losing the Pro Bowl, no, not a real big deal, but it does give the NFL an extra week to try if they have to move any games into that you know week. 18, <laughs> they're going to be able to move some games even further back if they have to. But uh, the official tweet from the Atlanta Falcons was, out of an abundance of caution following one new positive test, we have made the decision to stop all in-person work at our field. We'll conduct all operations virtually. It's pretty hard to train and practice football virtually. Uh, I have a desk job and I can work virtually very easily. But if I was actually out there having to 
parent virtually and lift up my three-year-old and put her to bed virtually, that's just not going to happen. Same thing for these players. If they're going to be out there practicing, it's really hard to do that virtually. Um, So we'll see what happens for the Falcons. Right now, I mean, it's not like things are going to could get any worse. So uh, it's hopefully no one else tests positive and they are able to continue with their game this week against the Minnesota Vikings. So on to this week's slate of games. We're going to start out here with the Bears at the Panthers. And this was this is a surprising uh, Bears team. I don't think that any of us were expecting the Bears to be four and one, and Trubisky being benched. Yes, uh, I think we all were planning <laughs> on that happening. Uh, Nick Foles has come in and he's played very well as the the new starter, and um, you know it's. It, I think that this is going to be a good game. W- Mike Davis has stepped in for Christian McCaffrey and been awesome. He's stepped in. He's the, the the Panthers haven't missed a beat really without McCaffrey there, and that's been super uh, beneficial for the Bears, for the Panthers. I mean, because McCaffrey is you know he I know he was taken number one in two of the fantasy leagues I'm in. He's he's just a game changer. But Mike Davis has done exactly what McCaffrey's done. So it'll be interesting to see if they rush McCaffrey back to his full workload in this game, or if they kind of do a timeshare between him and Mike Davis. Um, But I think that this is going to be a really good game. I think that the Bears, I, I, I think that the Bears are a good team. I think that the Panthers are a better team, though. I think that the Panthers are going to be able – Teddy Bridgewater is is playing very well. He's getting used to his new offense, and the Panthers' defense you know, has a chance to look really good against the Bears. The, the Bears' defense is also very good. Khalil Mack, he's going to be causing some headaches. But I think that is going to be a really good game, and – if if Christian McCaffrey is able to come back, it, right now I think he was listed as questionable. If he comes back, I think it'll be in the timeshare. And I, I think that Mike Davis will still be involved. So if you're looking to start Christian McCaffrey right, right away this week for your fantasy leagues, I don't know if I would do it. Um, because I if he does play, I think that it's going to be in a timeshare situation. If you have Mike Davis, I think definitely still keep him in there because he's still going to get some touches. So. For me, I am actually going to be picking the Panthers to win this game. I have the Panthers winning this by seven. And let me go over here to my notes. Let's see what James did. So James has the Bears winning this game by two. I'm curious as to why he chose the Bears to win this game. But we can talk that out with James when he comes back off of the sick list. (laughs) Um, It's I think that Nick Foles is, is, is on the up. I think he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I think that the Panthers are looking good. Teddy Bridgewater is completing 73% of his passes. I think that they're just the better team and they are going to come out with the win in this game. All right. So let's move it along here. Up next on the list is the Indianapolis Colts 
are hosting uh, James, James' favorite quarterback, Joe Burrow, uh, the Colts and the Bengals this Sunday. And Bengals are a one, three, and one. Colts are three and two. And I just don't think that Philip Rivers has looked very good this year. He's he's looking like an older quarterback. Uh, he's not making a lot of smart decisions. Um, and I think that he he's really going to need to start playing better. He, th- there's no real upgrade between him and Jacoby Brissett. There really hasn't been, not in this game, not that we've seen yet. And th- that's the whole reason why they brought him in there. I really kind of thought, too, um, and we talked about this in the last episode, I thought that maybe Le'Veon Bell might be interested in going to Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor's there. And he's been playing very good. But can you imagine if Le'Veon Bell was there uh, to to just kind of take some pressure off of Phillip Rivers? I think it'd be kind of like back bringing back the days of LaDainian Tomlinson and Phillip Rivers. Uh, I think if you have that dynamic runner that – can give Philip Rivers just that extra time against the defense. I think that maybe he'd be playing a little bit better, but Bell decided to go with the Chiefs. Uh, so that's you know, neither here nor there. I think that Joe Burrow had a rude awakening to the NFL last week uh, against the Ravens. He got sacked seven times, hit 15, and it was a it was a rough game for for him. Um, AJ Green, he's he's injured. He's still not. He's not back to his normal self. He's not looking good. Um, I don't even know if he's listed as questionable. I don't even think he's he will even play. And if he does, I have a feeling it's going to be like it has been the past few weeks, where he's a non-factor. Uh, in one of my fantasy football leagues, there's a guy that was trying to trade AJ Green for seriously everybody on it, <laughs> and uh, all of us turned him down because we're all like. Yeah. AJ Green is, he's always hurt. And that's what's happened again this year. I mean, when he's healthy or when he was healthy, it, he was one of the best receivers in the league, but he's, he's still hurt. And I don't, I don't know if he'll ever really be able to come back. Um, so I think that Joe Burrow is going to not feel quite as much heat as he did against the Ravens. I, the Colts defense is very good. And I think they're going to see what exactly the Ravens did uh, against that. Cincinnati offensive line last week and I think that they're going to try and do the exact same thing because he looked like a rookie quarterback um and I think that that's that's one of the things that he'll learn from but I mean your offensive line has to do something they have to protect you in some way uh so it's I don't think that the Bengals are going to win this game uh especially since it's at home for Indianapolis I know there's no fans but there has to be some a little bit of home field advantage here, uh, playing on your own turf, knowing how exactly the the field feels, and you know, with 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 all the just feeling like you're at home. So I'm giving the only reason I'm really giving this game is one, I don't think that AJ Green is going to play, and two, I think that that Colts defense is going to just get after Burrow. I think that it's going to be a close game though, and I think that. The, the Colts will come out on top. I have the Colts winning this by three. I'm going to head over to my notes here, see who James had. And, oh, go on. For the Bengals, James and his Joe Burrow. Yeah, so he has the Bengals by four. I have the Colts by three. 
And I mean, again, I'm really, I'm giving the Colts the win here because I don't think that AJ Green is, is healthy. If he does play, I don't think he's going to play well. And I think that Joe Burrow just needs to have one more weapon to be able to beat this Colts defense. Up next, I have the Lions and the Jaguars. And here's a really interesting stat that I came across. So the the Lions and Matthew Stafford has only played against Jacksonville twice in his career. And that, that blew my mind because I feel like Matthew Stafford's been around forever. Um, he played in the league for 12 years now, and he's only played Jacksonville twice. Um, and this is the crazy stat. In addition to only playing them twice, he's never thrown for a touchdown against them. Right? Crazy. So the Lions have scored against the Jaguars. Let's not make it seem like the Lions have been shut out every time they play against the Jaguars. The Lions have scored, but it's always been on the ground. So Matthew Stafford, I feel like it's time for him to maybe throw for a touchdown against the Jaguars. Uh, The Lions did beat the Jaguars the last time they played. They beat them by seven uh, back in 2016. And it was, uh, this was back in the days when Calvin Johnson was, was still a member of the Lions. I just think that this is going to be a game of two mediocre teams. Uh, so, you know, it, when two mediocre teams play against each other, it's average talent versus average talent. So you get a, a pretty decent game out of it. I think that probably the only people that will be watching this game are Lions fans and Jaguar fans. But Gardner Minshew, he's on the rise. I I think it's only his second year. and he's he's on the rise and i think I, we talked about this in a, an earlier show but i think that everyone that's on the jaguars right now wants to be there and they want to to prove that they deserve to be on this team the the jaguars have a ton of picks in the upcoming drafts and because they've traded away all their best players but they have a ton of picks coming up and i think that all these guys are out there trying their hardest and they want to stick around and stay on the team. So I think Gardner Minshew is one of them. Uh, Maybe he's similar to Drew Brees where he needs another quarterback to be drafted to really fulfill all of his potential. Uh, Drew Brees was the quarterback of the San Diego Chargers and then the Chargers drafted Phillip Rivers and then Drew Brees had an amazing season before he broke his arm and then was uh, let go and he signed with the Saints and the rest is history. But that being said, maybe Gardner Minshew just needs a little bit of competition in there to really kind of fulfill all that he can be. I mean, the Jaguars are doing great when they're throwing the football, but as James pointed out on our last episode, he seems to disappear, Minshew does, in the fourth quarter. When he He's he's it's just like they they he's he's a non-factor. The offensive line breaks down. He's not complete three and out consistently. It's it's a really interesting uh, trend of with him just continuing to be a non-factor in the fourth quarter. And the Jaguars need to start getting four quarters out of Minshew and out of that Jaguars offense. And I think that maybe though they're on they're on the rise. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. 
but maybe next year. I think that they have a lot of tools, uh, a lot of the tools to, to build their team around and they're just getting better uh, every game, but maybe they're like the Browns from, from two years ago where, you know, they drafted Baker Mayfield and then it was still pretty rough, but look at the Browns now they're, they're doing great. So I think that Minshew's on the up and I think that the, the Jaguars offense is on the up lions. They they're, they're coming off their bye, and they need a win. I, I think that they need a win for Matt Patricia to keep his job. Uh, I think that they need a win because they're, they should be a better team than one and three. So I think that if they're able to establish, if Matthew Stafford and the Lions are able to establish their passing attack early, I think that that'll be huge for them. Adrian Peterson is their number one back. And I mean, that he signed with the team, I think like four days before their first game. So they're, they do have some running issues. Uh, so if they're able to establish the passing game early and the, the Jaguars defense is 29th in the NFL. So if they're, if they're able to establish the passing game early and just move the ball down the field, I think this will be a high scoring game uh, between two, the two teams. And I think that the Lions uh, are going to be able to get a win against Jacksonville. Uh, again, I think it's going to be a high scoring affair and I have the Lions winning this game by 10. So let's see what James picked. James has the Lions also winning, and he has this as a closer game. He has the Lions winning this game by three. So two votes for the Lions there. All right, let's move it right along now. Up next is the Falcons at the Vikings. And I already talked about this game just a little bit uh, with, with the COVID, positive COVID tests. And with the Falcons testing positive for, for COVID, I, it's, they're, they're in rough shape anyways. But on the other side, Minnesota lost Dalvin Cook last week uh, in la the last game last week for the second half of the game. And Madison came in and he, he played lights out. He played really, really well. Um, and I honestly, they, they say that Dalvin Cook, they, they're planning on Cook playing. But really, I would plan on sitting him against the Falcons. There's no reason to let your star running back go out there in a game like this where the Vikings should easily win this game. And to have him potentially aggravate his injury worse, uh, especially after the way that Madison played, I think that's silly. But front office isn't calling me and asking me for my opinion. So... They're saying Cook is going to play. I see it being more of a timeshare. I think that Madison's going to still get plenty of touches. Um, but the the Falcons are in rough shape right now. And they have a really weak defense. And um, both of the both the teams, the Falcons and the Vikings, they both still have their bye weeks available. So they could be moving the, the game around into one of those bye weeks if should should they need to change the schedule and cancel the game. but. I think that if they're able to just keep the facility closed and then kind of just keep the game on as planned, uh, I think that, that they'll keep the game uh, keep the game going. I have the Vikings winning this game 
Uh, I have them winning it pretty handedly. I have the Vikings winning this game by 17. Uh, James thinks that this game is going to be a lot closer than I do. I, I So he, James has the, ga- the Vikings winning this game by three, which surprises me because the Vikings just lost their head coach. They just lost their GM. They're shut down due to COVID. And their defense is terrible. And the Vikings offense has been pretty darn good. The Vikings defense was great. They shut down Russell Wilson for the majority of the game. And he has this game being a lot closer uh, than I do. So we'll have to get the full rundown on why he chose the Vikings uh, for this game only by three. All right. Up next, I have the Washington footballers versus the New York Giants. Talk about a game between two bad teams. Wow. All right. So the Giants, uh, 0-5. And there's a couple teams out there that look like they're sure doing all they can for that number one pick. <laughs> um, New York Giants are one of them, and the Washington footballers are are another. They're they're at one and four, Washington, and New York is at 0-5. Oh, yeah, it's, I'm surprised that it's so, that both these teams are, are as bad as they are. Uh, I guess, you know, the Giants, I think, could be better if Saquon Barkley were healthy. But losing him to the IR so early and for, for the season really hurt the Giants because they have, they really don't have anyone else. Like, there's a lot of teams, like the, my Denver Broncos. They have two really good running backs in Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I don't really feel like they had anyone set up behind Barkley to to really even, you know, do timeshares with. But Daniel Jones has done nothing. He's he, it's been a, a rough start to the season for Daniel Jones. Um he he looked good in week one, but so far, wow, here's a crazy stat. He has gone four straight games without a touchdown pass, Daniel Jones. And he's averaged 208 yards and six turnovers, three interceptions and three fumbles. That is not a stat you want to see out of your starting quarterback. Um, Washington's defense has been hit or miss. Sometimes they're they're doing amazing uh, and a, a top 10 uh, defense. And then the, the next game they're you know surrendering you know a ton of touchdowns in last week's loss to the Rams Washington allowed Goff to complete 70% of his passes which is a really good percentage so which Washington team is going to show up and uh if, if if it's a good Washington defense then I think that they'll have a very enjoyable game against a struggling Daniel Jones but uh we, who knows? Uh, who knows who's going to show up? And the Giants are still trying to figure out who their running back is. They they signed Freeman after after Barkley went down, and he's just been eh, okay. Uh, he's averaging three and a half yards a carry. But I mean that when you built your team around a player and they they're they're gone for the year, it it shows, and that's what's that's what's going on right now. Um, so I don't. 
I think this is going to be a, a similar to the last game I talked about with the, against the Jaguars. I, I think it's going to be another one of those games where it's two bad teams that are playing each other. Um, which team is worse? So <laughs> I have the Washington, I'm sorry, the New York Giants winning this game against Washington. I have the Giants winning their first game of the season. And I think that it's going to be the Giants team that showed up last week against the Cowboys. Um, and they're, they're going to keep that momentum and we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see which, which Giants team shows up and which Washington's defense shows up. But I have the Giants winning this game. I have them winning it by five. I'm going to head over here and see, oh, James is going the other direction. Uh, he is picking Washington to win this game by six. So must be seeing something in that uh, Washington offense that I haven't seen yet. I, I, they're they're struggling right now, and it'll be interesting, for, at least for this year, because of the new head coach. But as long as uh, as long as Haskins is on the bench, I think that Washington has a better chance to win games. But James is picking. Washington by six. I am picking the Giants by five. And on to the next game we go, which is the Ravens at the Eagles. What is going on with the Philadelphia Eagles this year? One week they're hot, one week they're cold. And it's, I think it all comes down to their quarterback. Uh, it's, Wentz has been struggling this year, to put it lightly. Um, the Eagles are one, three, and one. Ravens are four and one. And it, it looks like Lamar Jackson is finally warmed up. He is ready for the 2020 season. It took him a couple games to get there, um, but he's he's looking great this year, and uh, he's he's a tough a tough quarterback to stop. Um, but it's I think that this will be a really exciting game. Uh, I think that the Ravens are going to come out and just destroy the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that it, it, a lot of it comes down to Carson Wentz and it's, he's just not playing that great. He's not making good football decisions, not good quarterback decisions. He's has eight interceptions already this year. Um, that's, and that's in They lead the NFL in interceptions and um, the Ravens are going to take advantage of that. The Ravens' defense is strong. Uh, Derek Wolf for the Ravens right now missed practice today, and he's definitely going to be missed if he does miss the game. But it's he's not that big of a difference to to say like, oh well, Derek Wolf is out, so I'm going to choose the the Eagles to win now. No, I think that the Ravens will take this game very easily. Um, I think the Ravens are going to win this game by ten, and I'm going to check out here and see. What Mr. James has, he has the Ravens winning this game by 18. So if if Wentz can make smart football decisions and you know not turn the ball over, the Eagles are, are a, a good team. Miles Sanders is playing pretty good. He's running the ball good. They they don't have a ton of injuries. I it it all comes down down to their quarterback play and eight interceptions is not what you want to see. Um, so I mean I think the Eagles can make it close if Wentz is able to not turn the ball over, but I think that the Ravens, regardless, are going to win this game. Up next is the Browns at the Steelers. 
And I think that the Steelers are, are back. Um, you know, last year they were having, you know, a lot of quarterback issues when uh, Ben Roethlisberger got hurt. Uh, and, you know, they're trying Mason Rudolph and there was that whole mess. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, you know, Bell left, Antonio Brown left, and, you know, both Brown and Bell. Brown's not even in the league anymore, and uh, Bell's on his second team now and not looking like the running back that he once was. But anyways, I think that this this will be a great game because the, the Browns, they're on their way up. And I think that that's, I think that that's one thing that we have to keep in mind is that they were a young team. They last year they had a bunch of guys on their team uh, that were either rookies or they were veterans that were traded there. You know Landry and Beckham and you know Cream Hunt. So all those guys were veterans, but they were on other teams. They're all really good players that just had attitude problems and got shipped off to to Cleveland. But I think that they're gelling now, and I think that Cleveland is going to be able to. It's coming together. They're trusting each other, and they're on the up and you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have kind of had a strong hand, uh, stronghold in, in the AFC North for, for a while. They're almost always going to be in the playoffs. It's rare for them not to be, but I think that the Steelers, they're, they're a very good team. They're feeling confident that Ben Roethlisberger's back. James Connor is looking really good running the ball. This is some bad blood between these two teams too. This is the game where, uh, Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett got into that fist fight, and I think there was like 30 plus guys that were fined um, because of the brawl, and it, it was just a mess. But and so I think it'll be exciting in that respect that there's going to be some bad blood between these two. They play each other often, um, but I think the Browns they're on their way up, and they have a really good defense that I think is going to cause the Pittsburgh Steelers some headaches. So I actually have the Browns winning this game. I have the Browns winning this game by two. I'm going to head over here. Let's see in my notes. And James has the Browns. He has the Browns winning this game by three. So both of us think that the Browns are on their way up and are going to, I'm sure that the Steelers are probably favored in Vegas, but I I think that the Browns, I just, they're they're doing what you need to do as a young team. And that's getting better every week. All right, last game for the early Sunday games, and that is the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. And the Titans are, they're, they're, now that they're healthy, <laughs> the Titans are good. And I think that that was something that a lot of people didn't really know last year. Um, they made it into the playoffs and everyone was like, oh, the Titans are going to lose. And then they won. Oh, the Titans. What are they even doing in the playoffs? They're going to lose this week. And then they won. So, I mean, the Titans, they're looking very good. Um, and Jadavian Clowney is back on is on that team now. Uh, he was drafted by the Texans and got traded away by their former GM and head coach, Bill O'Brien. Um, so I think he's going to be out there with something to prove, and he's going to play mad and want to get after Deshaun Watson as much as he can. And the Titans have Derrick Henry. And if, if you have not seen 
the Derrick Henry stiff arm that he did against Josh Norman and the Bills last week. Look it up on the Google right now because he basically just picked him up and threw him out of the way. It was insane. And that's not a running back that you want to try and stop. Derrick Henry is a monster out there. Ryan Tannehill is playing great football for the Titans. And I love seeing that he got a second chance because in Miami is kind of like, oh, he's not very good. You know, went to Tennessee, caught his backup opportunity. And Mariota, not very good, got benched. And here comes Ryan Tannehill. He just took it and ran with it. And he is he is playing very, very good. I think that the Titans are they're still kind of being overlooked for some reason. And I don't I don't know why, but I think that they're one of the best teams in the league. And I think that they're going to continue that uh that winning streak against the Texans. Despite them, you know, as 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 James put it, you know, the American teams kind of seem to rally around a new coach whenever they uh, there's a coaching change. And they did that last week. They they rallied around and they got their first win of the season. But I just think this this Titans team is going to come out uh, and play angry. They're going to just disrupt that Houston Texans team. And I think that the Texans are still missing DeAndre Hopkins a lot. Uh, David Johnson is 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 not an adequate replacement for him. Um, I think that. I think the Texans are good. I think that they're going to crawl their way into the playoffs this year, but it's going to be tough road. Uh, and I don't have them winning this game. So I have the Titans winning this game by five. And before we take our break, let's see what James did. James has the Titans also winning this game by eight. So both of us have picked the Titans. I have the Titans by five. James has them by eight and that's it for the early games. So We'll be right back after this. Okay, and we're back. We are. I'm going to talk about the last, the the evening, afternoon, depending on where you're at, set of games here. And there's some good games. I mean, I'm I, I'm. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite teams here coming up, Denver Broncos. So. The late games for you over there in the UK. Uh, we are going to start with the Packers at the Buccaneers. And th- this, you know, if I, I know I already chose my game of the week, but if I had to pick a second game of the week, I think it'd be this one. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, always a great matchup. I think that this is going to be a really exciting game between two teams that uh, have powerful offenses. And Aaron Rodgers has been playing mad all year. He is mad that they took a quarterback in the first round. And he is saying to them, look, <laughs> I don't I don't know why you did that. I have plenty of juice left in, in the tank. So I don't know why you're drafting a quarterback. And he's out there to try and get the MVP, win a Super Bowl. And he's coming off of a bye. He, he is playing very, very good right now. Um, Tom Brady played Thursday night. Ugh. We all know how I feel about Thursday night games, but 
The Bucks played Thursday, so it's basically kind of a bye. They're going to be getting Godwin back. I feel like the, the Bucks are going to be healthy, and that Buccaneers defense with Shaq Barrett is causing a lot of disruptions. But the Packers are really rolling on offense. They're playing really well right now, and I think that they're going to come out there with a great game plan. Uh, I mean, let's be real. This is Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, two of the biggest names, two future Hall of Famers for sure. And I have the Packers staying undefeated for this game uh, this week and the Packers winning this game by three. And let's head over here. Let's see who James picked. James also picked the Packers. He picked the Packers by 10. Aaron Rodgers is mad. And I feel like he's going to play that way every single week. He is he's really playing lights out. And uh, that, that Packers offense is right there with him. And they're, they're rolling. And they're going to be rested after that bye. So both of us have picked the Packers. I picked him by three. James picked him by 10. Uh, moving right along to the Rams at the 49ers. And there's going to be a lot of good stuff to see in this game. Um, two, two teams that have played in the Super Bowl very recently. Um, and that that Rams defense is very good. It's very good. And the 49ers offense, especially Jimmy Garoppolo, he looked really bad last week. Um, I'm hoping that it is just because he was injured, um, coming off that injury, but he, he really looked bad. He got benched. And I just think that the, the Rams are going to be able to, to come out and put a stop to that, to, to them. Um, they're not really going to be able to get anything going there. The, the 49ers have so many injuries. They lost a lot of guys. Uh, when they when they played out in New York, and it's, I think that they're still just trying to get healthy. So they're they're so banged up. They're playing bad. Uh, George Kittle is really, if he can get up and running, he's really the only bright spot on that 49ers offense right now. Uh, but uh, I think the Rams are are clicking. I think that Jared Goff is turning uh, turning his season around. I know it's so early to say turning it around, but he kind of started off a little slow, but he's looking good. And I think he's going to have a big game uh, against a very banged up 49ers defense. I have the Rams winning this game by 12. And James has the Rams winning this game by seven. So both of us are on board with the Rams winning this game. It's too bad. I mean, the, the 49ers just they have too many injuries. And I think that if they were healthy, it'd be a different story, but they're not. So I have them losing this game to a division rival. Up next is my Denver Broncos taking on a twice rescheduled game against the New England Patriots. Third time's a charm, right? So they tried rescheduling it once, tried rescheduling it twice, and Ended up just ended up being a bye. So now these two teams are playing. And Patriots actually didn't even return to the field until Thursday. 
so that was pretty interesting to me because uh, they they had, didn't even get to practice. Also, at least the Broncos, uh, you know, granted they had their unexpected bye week. At least they got to practice. Um, but now here, here Cam Newton is. He's going to be back and he's healthy. Um, Melvin Gordon for the Denver Broncos recently just got a DUI in downtown Denver. Don't understand that at all. I feel like if you're a professional athlete, celebrity of any sort, making six figures a year, you can afford to take an Uber or a Lyft home. There's no reason to drink and drive and speed. Um, It's not safe. So unfortunately, Melvin Gordon made some poor decisions. He got a DUI. Broncos are let him practice today. He didn't practice or he didn't practice on Wednesday. He did practice on Thursday. So I guess they're just kind of letting the league handle uh, the discipline. So maybe he'll play this week. Uh, who knows? Um, you know, it could be one of those retroactive things where he gets to play this week and then he gets like a four game suspension. So he is practicing. Philip Lindsay is healthy, which is great for for the Broncos. He he's just a little bolt of lightning back there in the backfield, and he's back. I think that this game is actually going to be a little bit closer than what might have originally been anticipated. One fun, fun fact is that uh, Bill Belichick is a former Broncos assistant. Back when he was in his mid twenties, he was an assistant for the Broncos, and we all know that Josh McDaniels had his short tenure with the Broncos and Tim Tebow trading away Jay Cutler. Eh, That wasn't such a big loss in hindsight, but yeah, we had the whole Josh McDaniels fiasco. Now he's back with New England. So it's always uh, an exciting game here in Broncos country to watch the Denver Broncos play the New England Patriots. It's interesting because Tom Brady isn't there. It's going to be Cam Newton. I can't help but wonder if the Broncos and John, John Elway and the Broncos would have made the decision to go after Cam Newton this offseason. That's one thing that I kind of thought might happen because Drew Locke is, he's hes still young. And I mean, I haven't seen any, he hasn't had a, a Justin Herbert moment or a Joe Burrow moment where I'm like, gosh, yeah, this guy's something special. This quarterback, hes he's the real deal. Unfortunately, Locke hasn't really done that yet. And I don't, you know, he was injured and now we've lost his number one receiver and they've had offensive line issues, but I just feel like there's always been excuses for the Denver quarterbacks that we've tried to bring in. Um, so I, I kind of wish that maybe John Elway would have just taken a gamble on Cam Newton. Um, he he did offer Colin Kaepernick a, a, a deal back before the whole Colin Kaepernick black kind of blackballed from uh, the league happened. But I mean, I just, I think that it would have been kind of neat to, to see Cam Newton play here in Denver and maybe could have brought a little bit of excitement back around the Broncos. It's uh, it's kind of been a little bit of a Debbie Downer out here in, in Broncos country. Not too much to get excited about, especially with Von Miller getting hurt. Uh, so before the, the season even started. So uh, but the Broncos played the Patriots, and game was originally postponed because of COVID. Uh, now they, you know, now since they got postponed, now they get Cam Newton back, 
They get their number one corner, Stephon Gilmore, back, who both would have missed the game if uh, they would have just made them sit out. But they didn't because they're Patriots, and it feels like everything always seems to fall the Patriot way. So Broncos are one in four or one in three. And I mean, they beat a bad Jets team. So it's really nothing to get too excited about. Drew Locke is maybe going to play. So if he, if he plays, um, I think that maybe the game will be a little bit closer. Cam Newton is supposed to start. If, if he doesn't play, I would be shocked. Um, but there's still, he still has a questionable, questionable status next to his name. Um, so I think that I think the Patriots win no matter what. Whoever's a quarterback, if Newton plays, absolutely, I think they win. I always hate saying that my Broncos are going to lose because I put out my Bronco flag every week, wear my Bronco shirt, and then just get disappointed by the game. But I think the Broncos are going to lose. Patriots are going to win. I have the Patriots winning this game by. 14 because I think that Cam Newton's going to play and I think they're going to come out and have a very good game plan. Let's see who James picked. James also picked the Patriots. He picked the Patriots by 10. Both of us kind of think it's going to be a bit of a blowout. Um, so sad news here in Broncos country, but I just, you know, this isn't our season. So we're, we're in the building years. Unfortunately, it's, uh, it's a slow road when you're in the building years and uh, we're we're right in the thick of them. So, all right. Up next, Jets at the Dolphins, and that was really the big news all week was Le'Veon Bell maybe going to the Dolphins. Uh, that would have been like quite the ironic uh, landing spot for him too, uh, just because Adam Gase was in Miami and he went to New York, and it would have been kind of funny if Le'Veon Bell was in New York and then went to Miami, stayed in the division just to run all over the Jets the next time he faced them. But obviously by signing with the Chiefs, winning is his number one priority and he wants to win now. So he signed with the Chiefs and the Dolphins have to go back to trying to figure out something with their running game. Uh, and the Dolphins, it's it's so hard to tell with them. Who's going to show up? because who would have thought that they would have going to beat the 40, 49ers last week? It's, it, it would have, I, I didn't have them beating the 49ers. so handedly beating the 49ers, but luckily the, the Jets, uh, and that would have been really cool too, if Bell would have signed with the Jets or sorry, signed with the Dolphins this week because he was, he's they're playing the Jets. So he could have been like, ha ha. Hey, remember me? And ran all over. Him. Uh, but again, the things that could have been, Jets are not a good team. I still think that uh, Adam Gase is uh, on the hot seat. He's on his way out, especially when they lose this week to the Dolphins. I think that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is pitch magic. That's who shows up this week. And he's able to get the Dolphins their their third win, and they get to, to 500 on the season. Jets are going to fall to 0-6. Uh, and the Jets just let Le'Veon Bell walk away for nothing. They just released him. It, it's, I don't, they're standing by their coach. So you got to hand them that, but they must really want Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that's all I, that's all I can think. Um, 
But yeah, I have the jet the the Jets losing this one pretty pretty easily to the the Dolphins. Dolphins are uh, going to be 500 after this. I have them the Dolphins winning this game by 10. And James also has the Dolphins winning. He has the Dolphins winning by 12. And it looks like I misread the lineup from James here. He always, James is the best. He always sends me a list of exactly which games in order that we, he, we're going to talk about. And even though he's still feeling under the weather and wasn't able to, to record the podcast today, he still sent me the list with his predictions. And uh, I so appreciate it. It makes, it, it makes doing this podcast so much fun. Um, when you have a co-host uh, that that really kind of sets everything up for you. So saying all that and how, how much I've, I've enjoyed doing this with James, he messed up on how he sent me the list. So he had the 49ers and Rams in there uh, twice. He had it in there after the Packers and Buccaneers. And so I already talked about the Rams and 49ers, gave you guys my pick. That's supposed to be the Sunday night game, but we're not going to go back and record anything. So already talked about the, the Rams and Niners. It's interesting, too, because he has the Rams and Niners and he has the Rams. He's picked the Rams to win in both instances of, of him listing the game. The first time when, when I was talking about it, uh, he had the Rams winning by seven. And the second time when they're playing at night on Sunday Night Football, now he has the Rams winning by 10. So uh, be sure to hop on our Facebook group. If you guys are not doing our, our Facebook group, if you have not joined yet, it's a lot of fun. Um, join our Facebook group. Give him, give him a hard time on there or, or, or tweet at him. Uh, it, give him a hard time. Say, make up your mind, James. You, the Rams are winning by 7 or 10. Uh, so anyways, that, that's our late Sunday game. We only have two games left to talk about. Up next is the Chiefs at the Bills, and talk about two quarterbacks that are on the rise. Josh Allen has really improved. Uh, he he improved so much over this last this last off season, and uh, in my the, the across the pond fantasy league, I inherited a team, and Josh Allen is my quarterback. So it's it's really nice that I get to have Josh Allen on my team because, gosh, I really wish that he was a part of the Denver Broncos organization instead of the Buffalo Bills. Um, we drafted Bradley Chubb instead, who is a great defensive end, but it would sure be nice to have Josh Allen playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos. But we don't. He's playing for the Bills. And the Bills are looking legit. Uh, the Bills, they, they have a, a full package right now up there in, in Buffalo, and they're the best team in New York. Um, I think that the Bills got exactly what they needed when they got Stephon Diggs. It it was exactly what they needed. They needed to have that number one receiver for Josh Allen, and that's made all the difference in the world for, for Allen. Um, we all know that he knew that he could use his legs, um, and he, he's still running the ball, but he's throwing the ball and he's not making those costly turnovers saying all that and how high I am on Josh Allen the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to lose again the fact that I think the Raiders are on their way up but the fact that the Chiefs lost to the Raiders 
um, and they almost lost to the Chargers, I, I don't see that happening again. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to come out. They're going to play a game that they know that they – we just lost to the Raiders. We're the defending Super Bowl champs, you know, we're, and we're going to show you. So I think that the Chiefs are going to come out. Um, it's going to be a great Monday night game. It's going to be a great Monday night game um, between two of some some of the younger quarterbacks that are on their way up. They're they're two of the best quarterbacks in the league, and and they're young. Um, so I think this is going to be a, a an exciting game, and and I think that the the Chiefs are going to win it uh, by two. I think it's it's going to be a statement game for the Chiefs. They need to come back after losing to the Raiders. Um, so I think that they're, I think that they're going to, especially now too, after signing bell, I think that, I think that the chiefs are going to win this game by two and James has the bills winning this game by two. So, uh, agree to disagree James. So <laughs> that'll be a great, a great Monday night game. Um, one, probably one of the better games this weekend. Final game of week six is upon us. And that is the Cardinals versus the Dakless Cowboys. Man, talk about a game that lost a lot of luster with Dak going down. Um, we we talked at length about Dak Prescott's injury and how the Cowboys are are in a a decent situation with having Andy Dalton as their backup. Um, I sure still I feel so bad for Dak Prescott uh breaking his his ankle so badly as he did. But hey, next man up. That's the type of league it is. Um and I think that this is when it is we've been wondering where Ezekiel Elliott is all year. And I think that this is when he's going to step it up. I mean, Dak Prescott was thrown for 400 yards a game for the first five weeks he was playing lights out that this team wasn't winning but man is he chucking the ball and when you're throwing the ball that much it's no not really a chance for your running back to to run so I think that the this is when Zeke is going to really shine I think that he's going to kind of take over uh for the for the Cowboys and be that offensive playmaker that they need now that Dak is down. Dak is down. There's a tongue twister. Um, so I think that Zeke is going to step up. And Kyler Murray, he's he's looking really good, especially with DeAndre Hopkins now to throw to. Um, he's the, the Cowboys defense is, is not uh, playing as good as they can be because they have their injuries. It looks like Vander Esch is on track to return. That'll be huge if they can get some of those big defensive playmakers back. But it's, it's, I think that the Cowboys are, are going to lose just because of Andy Dalton. Um, not that he's not a good quarterback. Um, not that he hasn't been in, you know, games like this before. It's not like he's a rookie coming in off the bench or he's he's played and he's been a starter in plenty of games um I think this is just a really hard game to get your 
first start with a new team Monday night against uh, a very good Cardinals team uh, that's on on their way to uh, there. There'll be a playoffs for sure, uh, and I think that it it's going to be a, a very exciting game. The Cowboys are having fans at the game that not you know full stadium, but since their stadium is so big, they can have more people there. Uh, this is the third straight game on the road for the Cardinals, uh, which is always tough. But it's I think that it maybe the crowd noise might make this game a little bit closer than it otherwise would be. I have the Cardinals winning this game by four. And James has the Cardinals winning this game by eight. He's he's hoping that his quarterback, Kyler Murray, for his fantasy team has a has quite the game, I guess. So uh we both picked the Cardinals. I take them by four. James took them by eight. And that's a wrap. That's week six. Um, thanks so much for sticking with me here and uh, listening to the Across the Pond podcast. I love coming on every week, talking football with James and uh, just kind of what we think is going to be going on and uh what matchups kind of surprise us. There's always something to talk about. And if you're interested in listening to another podcast, be sure to check out uh, my podcast. It's Rocky Mountain Marketing. And again, I know I mentioned it earlier. Follow us on social media. Uh, We have a Facebook group that we we do polls in, post breaking news in. Um, That's across the pond. And we're on all the socials. So. ATP Sports Pod on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Facebook. We're on all of them. Um, and if you want to connect with me on Twitter, I'm underscore at underscore Katie Brinkley. It's been great to talking week six with you guys. And this show is brought to you by Fanatics. If you are needing some personalized or some fan gear, make sure you shop at Fanatics. They've got all the teams that you want. And uh, that's that's where I do with the majority of my uh, Christmas shopping is on Fanatics. I typically always get my dad, who is a uh, 49ers fan and a Broncos fan. It's okay. He can be both because, you know, they're separate divisions. But um, <laughs> I typically always try and grab him something off of Fanatics, whether it's a 49ers or Denver Broncos apparel. Uh, my husband and I are also in addition to being Broncos fans, we are huge Colorado Avalanche fans. Um, so there's always some fun Avalanche gear on there. So next time you shop for sporting apparel, make sure you do it at Fanatics. James will include all the links for, for shopping through Fanatics in the description. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in to week six on Across the Pond Sports Pod. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.